everyone to the Daydreamer Variety Show. Welcome. If things sound a little bit different, that's simply I'm because sorry. no, 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 no. <laughs> this is a shame-free zone. No guilt needed. We have been just like slightly disheveled. Um, we're recording on a different day. We're using different audio equipment. We are in different locations in our homes. We are in different mm-hmm. homes. Very off-brand for us. Very off-brand. Everything is working against us, but I believe it will all come together. Yeah, perseverance. You know, if I could just be vulnerable, like my personal fear is like whenever things start to slip, I just let go. Um, <laughs> but that's not the case for this. We're just Absolutely going to not. slowly get back to our normal. Oh, yes. We'll be back and better than ever. But yes, as Emily mentioned, I'm in my childhood home using my headphone microphone. You know, <laughs> I don't have my professional setup I typically have. Yeah. You know, we're just figuring it out. And it's a different day of the week because I was traveling. That's why last week's episode was like incredibly late. Long story short, don't worry, everyone. We will get back into our regular schedule recordings and publishing dates. Thank you for your patience in the meantime. Don't worry, still bringing out premium content. Yes, endure, 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 and it will get better. So we've both had um, some updates. Anna, would you like to inform the people of what's new with you? Um, yes, something very exciting, and the reason that I am at home, I am now an aunt. An auntie. Auntie Anna is here. Um, my sister had a little baby. You said you couldn't make it because of the baby. On Friday. And, you know, we're all just so excited. Um, it's taken over our world. <laughs> it's taken our world by storm. It's very real. Obviously, when you know someone's pregnant, you're like, oh, yeah, they're going to have a baby. And then they have a baby, and you're like, oh, my gosh, there is now an infant. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. It is wild. And it's something that, like, I literally cannot imagine happening to me. <laughs> I mean, hopefully someday it will. But, like, I just physically cannot imagine the shock of, like, oh, my gosh, now I have this child. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. So, yeah, that is my, you know, exciting all-encompassing news for the week. Wow. We're so thrilled for the newest member of the Daydreamer Variety Show listeners. Very thrilled. And so sad that you haven't got to hold her yet. Yes. Due to, you know, something everyone may have heard of, COVID-19, the restrictions are pretty high for, you know, encountering infants. (laughs) Who would have thought? I was able to see her at a distance with my mask on yesterday. Perfect. But it's going to be a lot of um, FaceTiming, I think, for a while. Oh, sure. Okay. And may I say that you were serving a very cute look. So as you said, it was a great first impression. It was. I did not actually get any pictures because obviously it can't be by the baby. But I was really serving a look, as Emily said. And Mm -hmm. I I just think it imprinted in her mind and she will always remember me that way. You're going to be the favorite relative. A couple relatives listen to this podcast. so And they would all agree. Oh, okay. Okay, good. I I don't want to cause any strife. No, I think that they would all agree. Something that you did mention that I have like uh, a suggestion. You said Mm -hmm. that you're not able to to take any pictures. So maybe I was wondering if Aaron could take a picture of like Liz and the baby up Mm -hmm. close and you could be, you know, six feet in the background (laughs) smiling. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about something like that. Logistically, we were not able to make it happen yesterday. Okay. I would tell my mom that. I was like, you know, like, tourist will get a picture that looks yes. like they're holding yeah that looks like they're holding the eiffel tower like perhaps somehow it could look like i'm holding isabella but really right. she's at a appropriate distance away from me right absolutely think that it would just be fun for you to have like a little like peekaboo 
it's me. I'm here. And it would really be it would really be telling of the times. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it'd be funny. And baby Bella could look back and be like, mm, wow, my aunt was there. Auntie Anna. Auntie Anna was there. To be determined what I will be called, but it will probably mm. be TT Anna. Mm. Just TT because that's what Liz and I have. My sister and I both have teddy bears and they call each other. They call us TT. Auntie TT. Mm. So that will probably be it. We'll see though. That's, that's cute. So that is my exciting, interesting announcement. It's very exciting. I'm thrilled for you. <laughs> my friend's sister had a baby, everyone. It's very exciting. <laughs> well, for me, I contributed to a lot of the scheduling inconveniences simply because I traveled. I went and visited a friend, a faithful listener of the Daydreamer Variety Show, shout out. And um, it was great. Loved it. And I was there for a couple days. It was very nice to be out of the Midwest for a little bit, and I came back, and the trees have changed. Oh, the trees are changing in Michigan. I shouldn't say they have changed, like it's finalized, but it mm-hmm. def- the process has begun. Phase one. I saw, I saw one tree that was fully changed, mm. but today it is like 56 degrees and rainy, and mm. it just feels very fall. Yes. I am making soup tonight because of that. Oh, yes. So fall. Oh, when I stayed with my friend, they had a dog, a nine-month-old chocolate lab. Oh, my gosh. And that was just so comforting. He, like, immediately came to me. He knew that I needed comfort. It was (laughs) – He (laughs) sensed it. He sensed it. He, like, was my therapy dog the whole week. So that was so so sweet. What is his name? His name is Murph. Ow. And whenever I say, like, Murph as a dog name, it just sounds like a bark, doesn't it? Murph. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh my gosh, it does sound like a bark. Is that why they named him Murph? Um, no, I don't know why they did actually. Once I returned, I was very eager because when I was there, I realized that the movies are yes. open, I guess, in most of America besides Michigan. So that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as I returned, I basically begged my roommate, my stepdad, to go to the movies. So we drove all the way to Toledo, which is about like 50 minutes. To go, see, to go see a movie. Yeah, it was the first time that I was, like, really thrilled to be in Ohio. <laughs> but it was so fun. I mean, it was great to be oh, back in the funny. movies. The movie itself was just, like, was we saw Tenet. Thought-provoking? Thought-provoking is a word. Thought-provoking is a mind word. Warp. Yes, mind warp is a much better word. I really enjoyed it. It was a super great, well-made movie. I've never seen a movie like it because there's a lot of, like, stuff with time going on. So you things, see things happening in regular time and you see things happening backwards and all this crazy stuff. Oh, wow. That's like something I just couldn't handle. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a movie that I'm going to need to see again. Similar to Inception, mm-hmm. but a lot more action. I don't know if the movies are open here yet or not, but I do know that they're playing that at the IMAX. So the IMAX is open. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that good. seems like it would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was perfectly fine. I felt very safe in there, besides all me watching all of the explosions. <laughs> but I did hear that I think the movies will be opening in a couple weeks here. So mm-hmm. no harm, no foul. Very exciting. Yes. Lots of things going on here. Lots of things. I'm really excited. My only other update for this week is that I did accidentally listen to Christmas music, but only because Carrie Underwood right came out with her christmas album which i don't actually know what it's called because i call it a very carry christmas um, <laughs> it's called my gift i also like your title i just think it was such an opportunity to call it a very carry christmas but i get 
they're going in a different direction. But it's so good. Like, I just teased myself, like, the little listens, and now I, like, put it back on the shelf. But it, like, awoke something in me that was, mm. like, I can I can go forward a few more months. Your Christmas spirit has awoken. Yeah, it was just, like, tingling inside of me. It was, like, Christmas. Oh, come all ye faithful. <laughs> Bubbling up. Yeah, the Christmas spirits are now haunting me. Slowly, the drummer boy starts coming into your brain. Yeah. I Thank you so wait. much for telling me because I knew that it was coming out. I had no idea that it was coming out so soon. Yeah, I didn't realize either. And then my friend told me, and then I told you, and now we all have Christmas spirit. We all. <laughs> It was so good, and it's just like another reminder of how talented she is. I really do feel like this is the best she's ever sounded. Oh, I would definitely agree. And then she does Drummer Boy with her with her son. Mm. It's so cute. And I was just thinking about when she fell down those stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and she's really just come back from it. She really has. It, like, actually made her better somehow. Perseverance. <laughs> Carrie is an inspiration. So that's, you know, a little bit of news there for everybody. Yeah. Though we are still very much in the spectacular season. Oh, absolutely. I am just like watching all of the Halloween movies. Not wow. all the non-scary Halloween movies. Sure. Like the spooky movies. Yeah. Funny that you said that because I just wrote on our itinerary that in a couple of weeks, hopefully, um, we will be talking about that. I have, I have such a good list I've been compiling. Good. So I yes. can't wait to share with everyone. Our next entertainment episode. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Wow, guys. So get something to ready, people. To. Well, speaking of entertainment, let's hop in. We have a few things for you today. We're going to do a couple different segments. We have done all of these segments before, so there's going to be three different segments. One of them is going to be headline of the week. We have a few headlines to share. Another one is going to be underrated, which is a personal favorite of mine. I have chosen a movie that I can't wait to talk to you about. Finally, we're going to finish it off just very, very briefly with a new to Netflix segment, just because a lot of things have came out recently, and we just want to tell you what we will be watching. Well, Maybe what we want to watch. Some goals. Yes, some unattainable goals. (laughs) Shall we dive in? Yes, let's dive in. I will go ahead and do my serious one first. Okay. This headline is coming to you from NPR.org, a notable source. Okay, and the title of this article says, NASA astronaut will vote from space. Whoa. (laughs) And this is a picture of a girl in obviously all of her astronaut garb as if Mm -hmm. she wasn't already protected and then she has this like little tiny blue mask on (laughs) inside of her helmet well yeah she hasn't put her helmet on yet but it's like about to be closed oh my goodness so like safety first question mark um wow was this was supposed to be like my regular news informative article but as i read it i just like kind of laughed because it was just talking about how like in the last Two or three decades, astronauts have been able to vote from space, which is kind of cool. I never even would have thought of that. I'm just thinking of like the the funny things of like what they could do to send in a ballot. Obviously, it's really simple. I think they just said that they use like some sort of email code Mm -hmm. so that it's like secretive. There's just a couple funny things in there that made me think of funny things that you could send in your ballot from space. You know, maybe they could have started like last year and it just slowly float down to a pole. <laughs> yeah, it's like its own landing pad at a voting pole. And there's like a watch party of it. <laughs> or it has its the own final little vote. It has its own cat. little. <laughs> a quote, though, it does say, um, somebody well-known, I don't know him, but I think he's well-known. He became the first American to, quote, vote while you float. 
I mean, that sounds like way more exciting than actually going to vote. Well, it does say like most NASA astronauts live in Houston. Um, Mm -hmm. And so there's like a Texas law passed that astronauts can cast their vote from above, which sounds very divine. So I just thought that was really funny. And obviously, like, voting is important. Like it says in here, if we can do it from space, then I believe folks can do it from the ground. (laughs) That's good. That's good. I think that's very motivating. It is very motivating. And also, I would just like to say, like, not everybody needs to tell everybody to vote. But they are. (laughs) And, like, that's not me being anti-voting, of course. It's just, like, not everybody needs to say it. I know what I wish is that on like all of your social media platforms that are telling me to vote or to register to vote that I could say like checkbox. I am registered. (laughs) Yeah. And it would just tell like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, you know, it would just tell everybody like I am registered. Right. And you know, better safe than sorry, but basically anything that's a noun is telling you to vote. It really is literally everything. Right. Besides baby Bella. So praise God. (laughs) Baby Bill has not made an official statement yet on the matter. Does Baby enjoy the theater? She hasn't. She didn't cast her vote from the womb. <laughs> no. We are both registered to vote. We will be voting. And that's as political as the show will get. If you want a political podcast, you can hop to the next one. <laughs> this ain't it. Hit next. <laughs> and we're not sorry about it. <laughs> know your strengths, honestly. And that right. is not my strength, so... Um, Anyways, next, Anna, what is your headline? Okay, this is my headline of the week, and it is about um, a show I think some people may know called The Office. Mm -hmm. And this is the headline. It's kind of a long headline. Live Bat was used for the iconic The Office cold open. Quote, we were not allowed to make any noise. So Kate Flannery was recently on The Office Ladies podcast with Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsley. And they were talking about that episode, infamous episode that most people know. Infamous. Spooky. And spooky, where there's a live bat flying around the office, and they're trying to catch it, and it ends up in a bag over someone's head. And so at first, I was like, that's crazy. Why would they risk having a bat, like, by someone's face? Because bats have, like, rabies. Alert. Alert, alert. As I read the article, it was not as shocking as that headline led me to believe. Of course. Clickbait. Classic. They did use real live bats, and they were not allowed to make a single noise while they were recording. So they had to, like, mime it. So even, like, when she was, like, screaming. Very interesting. But when they actually put, like, the bag over her head, and it was supposed to have a bat flying around in there, it was just, like, an electronic. Okay. You know, little gizmo that was, like, looked like something flying inside of it. That honestly brings me some comfort because I have actually thought before – how in the world did they film that? And I hope that there wasn't some stunt double in there getting attacked by a bat. I know. I thought the same thing because I actually have a traumatic experience with a bat myself really? as a child. Yeah. One time I had to go to bed early. Devastating. <laughs> I was a child and I was laying in my bed and um, I had a mobile mm-hmm. hanging over my bed that I made of like these butterflies and stuff. And I was just laying there and something flew across my ceiling and got hung up in the mobile and then kept flying like running into the mirrors all kinds of stuff i was shook obviously (laughs) what it was so i like grabbed my bear and my blanket and i basically like army crawled to the steps but then my mom heard me she was like why why are you getting up and i was like there's like a bird up here i thought it was (laughs) and she didn't believe me because 
I let's put it this way as a child I had to read Boy That Cried Wolf a lot so mm. um maybe, maybe <laughs> wasn't always like the most honest but then it flew across like the top of the stairwell and she saw it just like okay come down here we believe you downstairs. now yeah and my dad was at home and he like came home they went up there it turns out it was a sick bat oh and it had gotten from our attic so eventually it did have to be put down oh um, I did not see that, but it was removed from the premises. Anyway, so that's my traumatic bat story. I really think of that every time I see that episode. Then I found out it was real. Oh my gosh. Wow. Triggering. Triggering, but also, um, you know, empathy. empathy. Yeah. Both very empathetic. Wow. Thank you for sharing. I had no idea. What a, (laughs) what a bat catastrophe. It was a bat, it was a bat catastrophe. (laughs) How spooky. I know it was, oh, it is so spooky. I think it was at Christmas time, though, sadly. Oh, so. shoot. I know. Well, devil get behind me. <laughs> Not in my Christmas. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, the next one I have. <laughs> okay, so this is actually from August, so I don't want anybody to get, like, thrown off, but I guarantee mm-hmm. you haven't heard of it. It's in NPR's Strange News section, and it says, Transparent Public Toilets unveiled in tokyo parks oh wow following but they also offer privacy honestly it looks really cool mm-hmm. it's like super new age modern obviously tokyo cool cutting edge type stuff mm-hmm. of course but it's also like immediately had a pit because i thought of people you know doing their business <laughs> <laughs> open i just yeah. wish that you could see this picture i'm, I'm definitely gonna have to share it on the story yeah. but we'll, we'll have to get a visual here actually let me send you a picture of it so when you first Ooh. see it obviously it looks quite shocking but then you read a little bit and it says that um like don't worry that as soon as somebody enters and locks it then the glass becomes opaque you know like filmy mm-hmm. and you can't see in it and it still looks really cool. So they said that the idea behind it was that one, it was an idea of like a famous Japanese architect um, hoping to like change the view of the parks, but also wanting it to be, I don't know why someone would want this, but wanting it to be more inviting <laughs> so that you would know if somebody's in there or not. Yeah. So I mean, so fair. I guess I didn't know like that that was a big problem that mm-hmm. needed to be solved, like knowing if somebody's in there or not. You hate to check all the doors like I do. I hate to be like, oh, nope, open, nope, open, nope. Right. Or, and then, you know, the locks get janky. And mm-hmm. I think it would have, it's just so great to have a visual cue that it's just like, okay, if it's opaque, it's occupied. If it's clear, go. Yeah. At first, I was like, this is terrifying. And then as I read more about it, I was like, oh, okay. But then I also thought, like, what about the people who go in the bathroom and don't lock the door just because they want other people to see them doing their business? That's true. And that could happen. You know, and you can't always go by the honor system in this world. Mm-mm, you really cannot. This type of glass has in, is used a lot in offices, mm. like in meeting spaces. Okay. For privacy purposes. Right. So that you can still have like open meeting spaces. But then if something private is being discussed, they can make the walls opaque or you can make the like band of where the monitor is shown opaque. Love and that. so I have seen this before and it's like really freaky and I don't understand how it works, but I have seen it live in action before. In person. But wow. not in the bathroom. Right. And I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be kind of fun, fun to use. I just like, you know, worry what it would be like in the wrong hands. 
Right. Or like, what if something like malfunctioned oh, and sure. you really had to go to the bathroom <laughs> and like, it's not going opaque. Well, it is what it is, I guess. Oh, you know, it's going to malfunction somehow, Most some likely. way. A battery will die. Something, there will be a glitch in the matrix. And then we'll all find out that actually we all do the same thing in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought it was pretty funny. Could be some new age stuff happening. Um, just prepare yourself, people. Get ready. Don't be alarmed. I will say that I would prefer this over one of those stalls that have like a three inch separation between the stall connectors and the actual mm-hmm. stall door where I'm like, okay, people can literally see me going to the bathroom. That happened in the airport a couple of days ago. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it always happens. And I don't know why, like, it's not that hard to close a space, design a bathroom stall <laughs> with no gap. I mean, it was large and in charge. People were waiting in line and this bathroom door was open. I was like, why isn't anybody going in there? And sure enough, I go in there and I was like, oh, that's why. Yeah. And it's hard because you don't want to look through the crack, but sometimes it's like, oh, there they are. Hello. I didn't want to see that, but I saw it. Yeah. So everyone prepare yourselves. Enjoy your non-translucent doors while you can. And if you've used a translucent bathroom, please do let us know. Oh, yes. We would love to hear about your experience. Yeah, we'd love to. All right. On to the next segment. This will be a segment that we like to call underrated. Underrated, this is our um, third time using this segment. If you're new and you haven't heard this segment before, basically what we do is we choose a movie that we love that we feel has not gotten the credit it deserves in some of the public ratings. So that would be IMBD and Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Before we have done Baby Mama and Bring It On, we're going to stick classics. Right, classics. We're going to stick to like a little bit of the old school vibe. I really wanted to do this one mainly one because it's one of my favorites and two because it's definitely fall vibes. Oh, wow. Very autumnal. Um I cannot wait to hear what it is. This selection of underrated is none other than the 1999 romantic comedy classic of Runaway Bride. Oh, wow. What a classic. I love Runaway Bride. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's just like some sort of comfort level to me and like Julia Roberts in her prime. Mm -hmm. The IMBD rating is quite shocking in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It's a 5.6 out of 10. Oh, wow. That does seem quite low. It's the lowest that we have done in underrated. Wow. That's really surprising because I feel like it's like an all-star cast. Right. Great storyline. Yep. Same like- Beloved by all. Same producers and stuff as like Pretty Woman. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know what years all of the Julia Roberts movies came out, but I wonder if people were just kind of like tired of Julia Roberts. Hmm. I'm probably going to say no, simply because like a year and a half later, she won an Oscar for Aaron Brockovich. And she also came out with a couple other ones. I'm not sure. Maybe they were just like sick of the rom-com stuff. There were so many rom-coms happening at the same time. That's so true. Yeah. I mean, this is like the heat of the moment. Yeah. So many. So I just wonder if it got overlooked because of, you know, they're just like oversaturated market. That's so true. But I mean, honestly, they're speaking to the wrong people because if there's one thing that you and I love, it's romantic comedies. I know. I love a rom-com, including this one. I should probably give a summary. Yeah, you better give a summary. I was just going to say, maybe give a summary for the people who maybe combined all the Julia Roberts movies in their head together, (laughs) like me. Right. Yes. Okay. Having already left three grooms at the altar... Maggie Carpenter, Julia Roberts, is branded the runaway bride by a jaded city journalist, Ike Graham, Richard Gere. 
But after his facts are called into question, Ike races to Maggie's hometown to save his reputation and report on her upcoming fourth trip down the aisle, during which he is convinced she will run again. And it says a few more things, but I don't want to spoil anything. And it's on Netflix. Sadly, I don't think so. I looked up the watch and it says that it's available through rental at two ninety nine on Prime. Wow. I know. I it's you really could stream it. I mean, maybe you could. You would probably know more than I. Yeah, I would hate to be talking about something that people can't watch, but it was just necessary. Well, we tried to look up where it is available, and we simply can't find it. So assuming that you can rent it or purchase it from, it looks like from Prime or YouTube, mm-hmm. and I would recommend just renting it on Prime. It's like $3. Worth your investment. That's like half of your pumpkin cream cold brew. So oh my I, gosh, de- yes. I definitely, definitely recommend it. Some of the things I feel like personally, oh, and it's, wow, we're just really all over the place. I'm so sorry. The Rotten Tomatoes score Mm -hmm. is 46% out of 100. I'm telling you, it's getting slashed. It is slashed. I mean, that's crazy. Just to give you a good comparison, Notting Hill came out in the same year, so oversaturation to the max. Mm -hmm. Another rom-com, and this one is... I think Notting Hill is my favorite romantic comedy of all time, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely in the top five for me. Okay, good. I'm so glad we're on the same page. But Mm -hmm. everyone, if you haven't seen that one, that is not underrated. Um, Yeah, pause this. (laughs) Yeah, pause this. (laughs) Do what's necessary, and that's the top priority. (laughs) Um, Notting Hill is my favorite romantic comedy. And its IMBD score is 7.1 out of 10, and its Rotten Tomatoes is 83%. And like, I definitely think Notting Hill is better, but yeah, the score separation is just too far for me. Yeah. It definitely seems like it should be hitting at least in the 60%. Yes. Definitely in the 60%. Personally, I think that maybe like an IMBD score for Runaway Bride instead of 5.6, maybe Mm 6.6. Yeah. I think definitely over the average would be appropriate. Yeah. Um, Justice for Runaway Bride. I know. It takes place in... Uh, like a small seaside kind of country, small town in Maryland. And the setting is just really sublime. It is in the fall. So you get all of the colors. It's like coastal, but country. It's super, super cute. Um, And Julia Roberts plays like this kind of hometown hero, I guess you could say. Everybody knows her. And she's just like, it's just a different character, I feel like, than what she normally plays. She like owns her Mm -hmm. own hardwood store and it's really cute. Some things that I feel like could contribute to a better score, mm-hmm. in our opinion, and why I think it's underrated. Number one, the Dixie Chicks have the soundtrack. Wow, they do? Not the whole thing, but there's at least like three Dixie Chicks songs. Oh my gosh, how could you go wrong with that? I don't know. And Ready to Run from their Fly album yeah. came from that movie. Which is like one of the best. That alone should bump it up at least a whole point. I would have to agree. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, plot-wise, there's not really anything that's like that. I mean, it's a good story. Yeah, it is a good storyline. I do feel like if there was one fault, it would be the storyline, just because things kind of come together rather quickly at the end. Mm -hmm. That's true. It's rushed. It is a little rushed. It left me satisfied, though. Mm Mm-hmm. So I can't complain. I don't think that it's deserving of the score that it got. The chemistry of the cast, the overall cast, and still like the overall plot line. I think that the humor is really fun. It's just like so light and cute. They just don't make them like they used to. They really don't. Like I It's a problem. 
it really is a problem. I just love these movies. I think they're excellent. I'm hoping that maybe in the next, maybe we're going to have like a resurgence of the rom-com, like a good rom-com. Yeah, we're in the drought. Because we are in a drought. And every rom-com that happens now has to be like heavy on the calm. Heavy on the calm or like the plot makes no sense or it's heavy (laughs) on the raunch. Yeah. We see some like good, wholesome, romance, funny movies. It's not that, it doesn't seem that hard. It doesn't seem that hard. Do we need to make one ourselves? <laughs> Probably. That would be a good podcast episode, us casting our own rom-com. <laughs> casting and writing our own rom-com. You can be in charge of casting. Um, we can co-write it, co-produce mm-hmm. it. Yep. Um, I can be in charge of cinematography. You can be in charge of set design. Oh, my gosh. It would be so good. Oh, man. Th- did we just have a stroke of genius? <laughs> oh. Be the change you want to see in the world. <laughs> That's right. We need to make the rom-com that we want to see. Yes, listen, we're not going to talk passionately about telling people to go vote, but we will talk passionately <laughs> about putting, putting a call to action in place for better romantic comedies. <laughs> know your strengths. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true, folks. Um, Wow, yeah. Honestly, I think uh, wow. we, we truly could have a separate podcast just on romantic comedies. We definitely could. And I would just have to agree with this choice because it's 100% underrated. If you love Julie Roberts, if you love romantic comedies, if you love fall, if you love laughing, if you love any one of those things, you're going to want to pay $3 to watch Runaway Bride. And, you know, I think in your heart of hearts, you will also agree that it is deserving of a better score. Wow, now I'm going to have to watch it this week. I'm going to put it on right after we get off this call. Add it to the list. I'll find, I'll watch it. The only problem is we have it only from our DVR and it was recorded on regular network television. So there is commercials and I have to like fast forward through the commercials. And when you're watching something that you've seen a hundred times, the last thing you want to do is come back to the TV and change the channel. And that's just a first world problem that I have on a daily basis. (laughs) Yeah. You think the DVR would be smart enough to like stop recording at the commercials? You would think. But I guess that's like goes against everything network television is because the commercials fund us being able to do anything right it goes against anything lucrative and you know we don't really understand (laughs) that hence how we we are dedicated to an unlucrative passion project (laughs) (laughs) i really had an epiphany a couple days ago when i looked at my bank account i was like dang a lot of things that i'm doing i'm enjoying but they are not of high monetary value you know what? Your passions don't pay the bills most of the time. So, so true. I'm so glad that you agree with that choice. Um, yep. I I've, been, agree. I've been wanting to talk about that movie for a long time. I just love it to pieces. So if anybody, anybody out there watches it, please let us know. DM yes, us. We would love do. to talk about it with you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We digress and we're going to segue into a very brief new to Netflix segment we kind of have realized that our watch list segment and new to Netflix are kind of similar and we don't Mm -hmm. want to repeat ourselves when down the road, when we do our watch list segment, which is better because we're able to review what we're recommending. So Mm -hmm. instead we're just going to briefly talk about things that we have seen pop up that we want to watch. And if you watch some of them with us, then you may be like in the know for our watch list segment. 
and that's have true. the background info of what we're talking about. That's true. Yeah. Sometimes I like when it's a surprise about our watch list. And sometimes I like when people know what we have been watching. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a toss up. But anyway, what do you got? Okay. First of my list, very exciting, is that the new season of The Great British Bake Off is on Netflix. Yes. Well, it'll be coming on week by week, the new episodes. Great. That's awesome. I honestly, that's just what we needed. It is. It's, it really is truly like the serotonin the world needs right now. So let's all dive in. <laughs> I could use some serotonin and some dopamine, said my yep. doctor. <laughs> said my neurotransmitter results. And that's a true statement. Oh, man. Yep. So I'm definitely going to be jumping into that one. As am I. Okay. I also am going to be watching Julie and the Phantoms. I don't know that. New to Netflix. New to Netflix. It's a series. Okay. Series. Maybe like a Teeny Bop series, but I like deeply into Teeny Bop television. So, you know, I don't want to give it away, but it's called Julie and the Phantoms. Okay. That's all you need to know. Yeah. You are in the Teeny Bop. And if anybody could see you right now with your half up poppin' scrunchie, it's really on brand. Okay. One thing that popped up here recently that we've both actually been looking forward to, and it finally came out, is Enola Holmes. And that is a movie star-studded, very attractive cast, um, basically talking about the journey of Sherlock Holmes's younger sister. And it's, it, it looks really great. So excited to watch. Yeah, I'm excited to watch. And I just found out that it's from a book series. Yes. Which I always love to know because, you know, love a book. Love a book. And, you know, maybe there'll be more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, something I just know, like, really hits all my niches would be the American Barbecue Showdown. <laughs> <laughs> a reality show about pitmasters doing barbecue. And that's, that's really all you need to know. I just really think that would add to your credentials to get in with the Prince of Flavortown. So good idea. Absolute research. Do your research, people. Do your research. Come prepared. Yes. A lot of things added. That and then another one of mine is The Chef Show. I have recommended this yes. show on Watchlist before. Mm-hmm. Sidebar, I've already started watching it, but very much looking forward to new episodes of that show. Yep. That's a great one too. Let's see. What else? And unrelated, uh, they have recently added all, a lot of the James Bonds which oh. is to- totally different gears than what we normally talk uh-huh. about, but love a, love a good action movie. Absolutely. Um, obviously, these are a little bit more classic. So mm-hmm. I haven't really watched a lot of the new Jane Bond ones. In fact, none of them. But, Me neither, I don't think. Maybe one. But I know that the new one is going to be released because of COVID. It hasn't, but mm-hmm. I think that's probably why they have done that. They're trying to prepare the people. Get the people hyped. Yes. I think that might be it. I think that's a great selection there. New things. Check them out. Lots of new things. And, you know, as always, we love television, but we do more than watch shows and movies. <laughs> I mean, I work. <laughs> right. So this, is, so this is an encouragement to those. If you love watching these, you know, check them out with us. And if you have other things to do, that's fine too. You don't have to spend all of your time watching television. Right. You can wait for the next watch list where you get like the premium recommendations of the fruits of our labor. Really. The, right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Such an action packed episode. Um, usually I feel like we have been doing episodes where it's just one main segment, but mm-hmm. we really broke it down today. Uh, a little bit of everything. The spice of life. A little bit of spice for everyone. A little bit of spice for the reality show. 
Do you have anything else for the people? I don't think so. All right. Well, we simply must go because Anna has to go to the eye doctor. I do. I have to go pick up my contacts because I truly have been wearing the same pair. I've mentioned this before, but (laughs) for longer than I will legally state on this podcast. And I'm excited. I'm trying a new formula. Oh, interesting. I've been, I've had the same contact brand since I was 13 years old. Spoiler alert, I'm 28 now. (laughs) They no longer are making them. So this is a new brand. We will see if my eyes like them. Wow, I can't wait to hear. New eyes, new you, um, crusty no more. It's going to be a whole new perspective. The scales Once, will fall from my contacts. Yes, 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 yes. Was <laughs> blind, but now she sees. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, everyone. We simply must go. Please stay tuned to a more structured schedule in the future. Thank you for bearing with us. I hope you enjoy. In case we don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Bye. We are now recording. One moment. Coming to you live from small town America. It's me. <laughs> I do feel like if there was one fall that would, or one, one, not fall. One, um, yep. A first, what is it? First world problem. If you love fall, if you love Julie Roberts, oh my gosh. (laughs) If you're so so, passionate. I got so passionate. Uh, I launched some of my equipment. Oh no. Um,